it's not like whether I wanted to go to Burger King or McDonald's. <laughs> it's like, what do I want to do with my freaking life? Yeah. My name is West Givens, and welcome back to the Tungsten Originals podcast. You just heard part of my conversation with aspiring filmmaker Sebastian Cadiz. We discussed his meandering journey from performing arts to filmmaking, the realization of his dream, and his aspirations for the future. When you're done with this episode, be sure to follow or subscribe to our podcast to be notified of future episodes. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy. Episode 35 of the Tungsten Originals Podcast. Sebastian, welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. How's it going, sir? It's going it's going well. We're like, recording this on day one of school. Yes. Which was stressful. It was. <laughs> it was. It was a lot. I was not prepared at all. Yeah, we both had headaches all day, mm-hmm. which is the ideal way to go to school. Exactly. To just with the throbbing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the throbbing just, Your eyes are hurting. Your brain yeah. is goop. Yeah. You didn't sleep enough. Yeah. But this is our last first day of school. Unless, I mean, I don't know if you want to go to grad school, but Maybe. I certainly do not. <laughs> so for me, it's my last first day of school. It's a toss-up for me. Okay. It's a toss-up. It's I a gotcha. toss-up. Yeah. Um, you are a film major. Yes, sir. But you are not always. No, I wasn't. Which is something that I would like to dive into later. But first, tell tell the folks at home in their car, wherever they may be. Bathroom. International Space, space Station. Stay, 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 Stacy's mom. Stacy, got it going on, man. That's what I always say. Dude. Tell me about where you're from and what your your life as a young Sebastian was like. Oh man, all right. What was cool. young Sebastian like? Adorable as hell. No. <laughs> um, all right. So, I mean, I was born in Chile, Santiago, but my dad was like an engineer. So. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. What like, kind of engineer? Uh, telecommunications. Oh wow. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I come from a long, well, not long, but two two generation yeah. line yeah. of engineers. My uh, grandfather, uh, my dad's dad, was a engineer, but like with poles and stuff, you know, like the telephone poles yeah, and that kind yeah, of thing, yeah. like okay. setting that kind of thing up. So yeah. more of like a hands-on, kind of. yeah, yeah. Okay. like telecommunication light kind of thing, you know, like the, the, the dawn, <laughs> yeah. 1.0, if you will. He's right. 2.0. Right. He was the app that had the ads in it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. then I'm something totally different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, out of total just bounds yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But, okay, you know, cool. Yeah, my dad was a telecommunication, or yeah, he's he is, but he's shifted. But yeah. um, he was a telecommunications engineer. And he was just, I guess, like in high demand because he just does yeah. good work. Yeah. So that meant I traveled a lot as a kid. So I was born oh, in Chile, okay. but I grew up in, I lived in Spain for kind of a year. Wow. I don't remember it. Right. Um, there's actually really funny stories about my times in Spain too. Yeah. Um, there's one where apparently I, so there was a cute woman at okay. a, at a either department store or grocery yeah. store or whatever. And I was just giggling and, and stuff because I was like, oh, she's cute, but baby <laughs> can't speak, so baby giggle. You said it like a caveman. I really, yeah, I really babies can't... baby cannot speak. Yeah, that's actually what I sound like as a baby. Wow. Um, yeah, I, just, I was a caveman from wow. the beginning. Uh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was like, giggling at this girl, and then her boyfriend came in and was yeah. trying to be like cute with me too, right. you know, because she was being cute with me. She's what like, if he like oh, squared baby. you up? He's like, I squared him up. No, I (laughs) squared him up. That that that's the funny story. Like literally, literally, like so the girl was like, "Oh, you're so cute," and I was like, "Yeah." And then apparently, according to my parents, like the boyfriend came in. It's like, "Oh, you're so cute." Yeah. And then I was like growling at him. (laughs) Like I was like, "Yeah, this is my girl now." Back off. Back the 
freak off. Yeah. You know, like I, like I was that. ready to rumble, and the right. guy was like, didn't get. It. He was like, uh. Yeah. But yeah. Because <laughs> you're a child. I, I'm a I'm baby. Yeah. I can't speak. Yeah. So you were in Spain for a year. Yeah. Okay. Don't remember anything, but yeah. then I moved to the states around two. And, um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I stayed in the States till I was like six or seven. And then yeah. I moved again back to Chile for a year. Where then, in the States were y'all? I've been in Atlanta, Georgia, for Shife oh, okay. County uh, my whole life, basically, gotcha. that I have been in this country. Do you remember um, being in Atlanta that y- time? Yeah. I remember some things. I remember like the first house that, I mean, in the States was right. beautiful. I loved yeah. it there. Uh, I remember almost drowning. That was cool. <laughs> okay, I feel like you have to tell that story. Yeah, I do. I you do. can't just drop that. Uh, yeah, I just on. drowned, and then you know, I, yeah. one time, no. And then uh, I went back to Chile. Then I went back to Chile. Yeah, <laughs> nothing happened. Uh, no, yeah, it was a summer party thing, yeah. neighborhood party thing, and I was, I don't know, just hanging about, just being by myself, being a kid, right? Yeah. I think I was like three or four. Yeah. So from what I remember, and then what my parents tell me is that I was just like walking on the edge of the pool mm-hmm. and I don't know if I got dizzy from the heat or if I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm just going to dive in. From what I remember, I feel like I literally was like, you know what? What if I just went to the bottom of the pool? And then I just <laughs> like dove in. But it's totally possible I got dizzy. Like we, right. we really don't know. Yeah. But my mother, yeah, my mother saw me fall into the pool at the corner of my eye and mm-hmm. I didn't know how to swim. Yeah. So I just, like a yeah. rock. <laughs> and then I just remember like getting yeah. so, like jaws of life. Yeah. Just my my mom's arms. Yeah. Just, you will live. <laughs> um, yeah, wow. so I almost drowned because of that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Me too, honestly, because I wouldn't be here <laughs> exactly. if I didn't right? yeah. if I make it. So then, so you were there for a little bit and then you moved back to Chile. Yeah. And then were you there for like a considerable amount of time? It was like nine months, a year kind of okay. thing. Like I did second grade twice. Oh, because I was I actually started school too early, anyways. Uh, okay. I, so I did preschool twice, and then I was still too I was still baby. Right. So, um, I was like a year kind of ahead of what I should where okay. I should be. So when I went to Chile, I went to second grade, and then I did second. Oh no, 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 no! I lied, I lied. I did do preschool twice, but okay. Um, Chile was kind of like first grade. Right. Yeah. yeah there you go. Whatever That's the equivalent the of is, equivalent yeah. of yeah first okay. grade. So gotcha. I went there for a little bit Catholic, uh, private school. Yeah really interesting yeah. i knew very little spanish but by the time i left i knew all the spanish oh wow yeah okay yeah i grew up in a spanglish kind of household so okay my spanish was like english with spanish and yeah. it's just an abomination on both ends language wise were your parents um, bilingual uh yeah yeah okay. uh so my my mom she was born in chile but she grew up in australia whoa and then my dad was born wow. in chile and grew up in chile okay and then he moved to australia and Long story short, they didn't yeah. meet in Australia, they met in Chile. But, okay, gotcha. But yeah, they both speak English and Spanish. Okay. And um, I guess throughout, I mean, my first language was, yes, both English and Spanish. Wow. Like, it just came naturally to me with both. How's but, your Spanish now? Um, It's it's okay. Yeah. It's honestly the vocabulary that I'm, like, lacking in just because, like, I mean, I grew up in a very, like, um, white county. Yeah. <laughs> Forsyth County. Yeah. Um, Southern, you know. Yeah. And I don't know. It's the argument of assimilation. Do you Do you, like go full no, American, um, yeah. you know, or yeah. do you keep little things? I yeah. mean, now I'm at more of like the stage of like both, like keep yeah. my heritage, but keep what's new. But when I was little, I was like, oh, I got to be a full American. Mm-hmm. But even then I was still like, you know, right. made fun of for being brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Classic stuff. Yeah, classic. But, um, <laughs> classic bullying. Yeah, you know, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. So what role did art play in your childhood and like when was that a thing that was on your radar because here we are at an art school so i want to know where the origin (laughs) of that is right slash was yeah um 
for so for me in terms of art, uh, my dad uh, is and was a DJ. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, he used to DJ at clubs in Santiago mm-hmm. and um, in Sydney. Mm. And he has right now he has his own streaming thing. He does like little private link. It's yeah, really yeah, cute. Yeah. It's family and friends kind yeah. of thing. So he DJs still. And that was like my first introduction, I guess, to art in general, yeah. because DJing itself is like an art. Right. I learned how to DJ through him, mm-hmm. you know, with CDs before we had the, you know, MP3 kind of like right. Serato kind of stuff. Yeah. So I was introduced to that at like one very young age, but then yeah. to taught that like around six or seven, that that was like my first introduction to art. And through that, I like listened to very like, I don't know, niche genres like house music and, you know, 80s dance like remixes of pop hits or whatever you know so i was very much in that own niche and i never really like grew up with like you know the normal pop music you would hear right. so and everyone's like oh remember when this song came out I'm like uh <laughs> i don't at all i you've heard of michael gray yeah. the weekend yeah, um, exactly. it's a great song yeah but yeah so that was my first introduction and the biggest thing about djing is that yes you practice but mm. for the most part it's like improv yeah so it's very much like on the spot, like, okay, you had this song, the crowd's bumping, right? How can I continue this? Like, what song yeah. mixes as well? And it's about BPMs. It's mm-hmm. about um, sometimes if you're really detailed key signatures and stuff mm-hmm. and a little bit of music theory there. Yeah. Um, but honestly, for me and my dad, it's, like, very instinctual. It's like, okay, it sounds good. You know, the, the, the beat's not, like, contrasting. It's, like, at the same time. Right. It's not, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you don't want to hear that as a DJ. That's, yeah. like... Big time back. Yeah, totally. You, wanna, you know. Yeah, totally. But um, so through that, I was like, yo, improv, dope and everything. Yeah. And funny enough, in middle school, I saw an improv show because mm-hmm. uh, basically my neighbor's older child, she was in the dance thing or whatever in, in after South Forsyth High School, the high school I went to. Mm-hmm. And I was invited, right? Guest of honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and they had like a little improv component from the improv troupe there yeah. from, from South and I was like, holy shit, I want to do that. Yeah. Because I was like, that's what my dad does in a way because improvising, yeah, you're, you're totally. feeding off the crowd and everything. Yeah. And you're making stuff up on the spot. Yeah. So as soon as like I like I was like, first day, improv. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. And that was I think that was kind of my introduction into like what I was getting at today. So yeah, when high school happened, I was like, okay, improv, improv, improv. Mm-hmm. I actually, <laughs> I accidentally went to a rehearsal for theater I didn't do theater then because I was too shy, mm-hmm. but I was like, oh, is, is there improv here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, no, that's next week. I'm like, oh, okay. I'll leave now. <gasps> Mom, can you pick me up? Yeah. No, literally, like, that's what happened. Yeah. I was yeah. totally shy. And then eventually when I did improv freshman year, it was like a, a whole new world just mm-hmm. like, like I could be myself on stage, mm-hmm. but also not myself. Like it was yeah. a liberating experience and just the whole concept of yes and, and you know, all this stuff and like long form. Cause we did long form first. Like we didn't, we didn't do short form. Short form was for that's losers. That's an interesting way to, that's, a, that's an interesting pathway. Yeah. 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 yeah and I, I prefer long form 10 times yeah, out of 10. Yeah. I despise short form but um no like my first two years because we had this uh we had the what we call the trio back home Mm -hmm. of this guy named uh brian chenard Corey, something and aiden burns (laughs) Mm -hmm. those three were like the improv gods basically Mm -hmm. right of our school and Mm -hmm. they they were damn good too especially brian who was kind of like the president oh i think he was the president Mm -hmm. um he was like, we're doing long form. He learned it from Jeff White, who was our, our sponsor. He was the IT guy, improv nerd mm-hmm. too. And long form, long form. So my first introduction was to long form and I just fell in love with it because it's like you can craft a whole story yeah. out of a freaking word. Yeah. Like, 
Bumblebee, bam, you got a whole right. scene about like a divorce somehow. Yeah. Like, yeah. It just it just blows my my goddamn right. mind. It's just awesome. Yeah. It's so cool. So how long like how quickly did you attach to that as a shy kid? How long did it take for you to uh blossom in that in that area? It took me until sophomore year. So okay. freshman year was kind of like learning the basics of improv, learning the concepts, learning the rules, right? And also kind of learning to be yourself, like cliche, right? No, I'm going to be myself. Now. Right. I mean, it's, 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 true, it's cliche, though. but uh, very, very true. No, it comes from a place of truth, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, it didn't It didn't take me until sophomore year where I truly blossomed and like it kind of like rise to like mm-hmm. stardom, you know, yeah. locally, right? In the high school setting. And um Got into ensemble. I I auditioned freshman year for improv ensemble. Didn't make it, but mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I'm gonna stick it out. I'm gonna learn. This just means I need to learn these concepts and stuff and be more brave, right? Be more myself. Why were you not discouraged by not getting it? Um, because I I feel like I understood why. I mean, okay, I, I yeah. over I overthink. I mm. I was shy. I was um. It was like my first passion, honestly. Like improv was and still is my first mm. passion and my passion in life in general. I would love to get back to it. But yeah, no, I mean, I was, you know, I'm not, I'm not discouraged by it. It just means I need to be more brave. I need to be more free. I need to be more um, on the spot, you know, not like try to think of the joke or whatever. So yeah. I just took it more as a lesson. I was like, you okay. know what? It's fine. Um, I hate auditioning anyways, but right. yeah. I, I was fine with the improv audition. I was yeah. like, you know what? Totally valid. And yeah. then sophomore year happened, got in. Mm. The whole the whole thing it was just incredible from there. Yeah. Just, so then upward. you stuck with that throughout your high school experience, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So is that when you started thinking of acting as a potential career? So it's really funny. I was the type of kid that would read history books for fun. <laughs> like I would go to the History Channel for fun. Right. Honestly, when Cartoon Network lost all the good shows, I was like, right, jump gonna... ship to the History Channel. <laughs> yeah, before it went to crap. It's so sad. There was a beautiful yeah. period in American yeah. history where the History Channel was actually about history, not yeah. about aqua no, Nazis not. <laughs> and aliens. And like, like it was actually about learning stuff that you yeah. don't hear. Like the know? Discovery Channel. Yeah. Well. yeah. So it was just you the know fall of American television. <laughs> Man, it breaks my heart. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. So I was a really big history nerd. So I, for the longest time, I just wanted to be a history professor. Actually. Oh. Like. Okay. Little kid, I was like, oh, be a history professor. Yeah. My parents were like money yeah and i was like no oh and they're like i want to be an actor and they're like still money <laughs> well they were fine it's really weird they they were fine with um me going for acting because there's a chance at big money yeah even if it is slim super slim yeah but there is a chance whereas being a professor it's like cut that in half and then add yeah. politics and bureaucracy and yeah you know all that stuff yeah. right so yeah. My first passion, my first like thing was like history, but then I kept that as something that 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 really influenced me in my life and just you know the whole thing. But world history um, or what? Uh, everything and anything. Like yeah. I mean, I, I loved war history. War history is how I got into it first. Yeah, um, I feel like that's a common pathway. Like the guys when I was in high school, the guys that I knew that were interested in history, like for some reason, war is just like the way into that stuff, which I I don't know if that's a, a, a good or a bad thing, but what I feel like that's common. What, what's war good for? Yeah, now? exactly. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, no, I get what you're saying. I feel like it's you just know? a very inaccessible, accessible topic because, yeah. I mean, it's such an instinctual human thing. Like we go to war for everything. If you really want to like broaden it, like be it yeah. fighting with your coworkers or trying to get that promotion, like, or fighting with a friend or whatever. It's like, yeah. you're always at war. You and know, it's one way. of those things that like our parents can and our grandparents can give us actual personal anecdotes of 
Like yeah. our parent, like my parents can't give an anecdote of the Tiananmen Square massacre, but they can be like, yeah, I remember when, you know, my dad was in World War II. You know, it's like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. So. I mean, I, th- I feel like also, too, like there's like a saying that says like you focus more on like the negative things, you know, that happen totally. in your life more so yeah, than for sure. so war being such a big negative yeah. thing. Is <laughs> the like, negative thing. The, honestly, the big negative, right. um, yeah. if you will. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I got into like that war history kind yeah. of thing, and then just blossomed into U.S. history, into okay. European, especially European history, um, a little bit South American history. Yeah. Try to get a more of like a world kind of thing, especially like ancient civilizations, so like mm-hmm. Rome and Greece and Persia, that kind of thing. Um, so when did acting come on your radar as a career? Yeah, it's because really, that's very different. I know, I know, it's crazy. <laughs> you know? It's crazy. From like academia to performing. Yeah. So what happened? was that in improv, I started to develop a reputation with being good at voices, like yeah, okay. Im- imitations, yeah. accents. Mm-hmm. And it was the end of my freshman year. I didn't make it to the troupe, obviously, yeah. uh, but I was in rehearsal every every Friday. Yeah. Every Friday was like my thing to go for. I was like, I hate school. <laughs> 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 History's dope, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. And I was like, all right, Friday night or Friday afternoon, improv, right? Yeah. So I think, maybe, I think what happened was that the uh, theater teacher director, he saw me mm-hmm. do these accents, and I, again, I developed that reputation among Jeff White, mm-hmm. who was the um, the head. I'm assuming he's still the sponsor. I haven't, yeah. I haven't checked with him in a while, but I'm yeah. assuming he's still the sponsor today. But and then with Brian and the others, and funny enough, the show Anything Goes. They were doing any, the show Anything Goes, mm-hmm. and um, they needed. This sounds <laughs> this sounds kind of weird, but they <laughs> needed uh, two actors to play two roles that they just haven't had a chance to fill. Okay. The the roles were this this is the this is the weird part. Okay. The roles were uh these two characters named Shang and Ling. Oh. <laughs> I know it sounds it sounds really bad. I I um yeah, that that was my first theater <laughs> first theater experience. I played oh, no. I know it's oh, horrible. No. Looking back, it is not good. I wore a hat and everything and I Chinese accent. I'm so sorry. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> For the longest time, my nickname in high school. Uh, what well, if I just stopped the interview? Like please. now that I know this, I so, I, so I now cannot that continue I know you're a racist. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, no, I I I'm not. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Oh man. I, yeah, that was my first, and then I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. Not doing the accent, but acting. Right. Um. Oh, racism is actually kind of fun. I actually, well, I mean, it just reminds me of when I was little, right? No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's a familiar feeling. No, <laughs> I sit you um, down. So, when did you start being a racist? Um, it's been it's a just in my blood. It's just in my blood. You know, it just makes sense. Yeah. No, no. Was um, it? Was it? fun to be on stage and have people looking at you and laughing at you yeah. and, and stuff like that yeah because so like a rush yeah, yeah yeah it was it was a whole it was like cathartic it was fun it yeah. was amazing it was it was honestly like inspiring the, the fact that like what i did could influence a person's emotions i thought that was really really cool and i think that is one of the biggest connections of artists everywhere like yeah no matter like people's specific goals can differ greatly but like one of the main things is i want to make people feel specific things yeah which is really interesting to me yeah it's and like a universal thread yeah yeah i think it's one of those uh those through lines for sure yeah so after that performance were you like oh i'm good at this yeah yeah okay. yeah it was kind of like i mean i i had that like quick like wit i had that quick yeah i mean improv honestly and and there, there can be people that would disagree with me, mm. but I really think improv is like 
the number one thing every single actor must know how to do because yeah. it teaches you how to be real and truthful but without like all the you know you gotta learn this method and that method you just gotta mm -hmm. be yourself you gotta play mm -hmm. you know and i think that's just so so dope and that's really yeah. how the whole acting thing kind of rolled in because it's like so natural it was just a natural mm -hmm. transition natural fit when i'm auditioning know? people and i hear that they have improv experience they go up on my list immediately because like you know I we've done improv together. That's like part of my quote unquote backstory of being at SCAD and like I have so much respect for them because like it's one of those things you watch it and you're like, that looks really easy. And then you do it and you're like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> this is hard. Yeah. Super duper fun. But you throw someone on stage with a hundred people watching them and you're like, say something. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I there's literally Such nothing a rush. prepared. Yeah. Such a rush. But like jumping into the deep end is super cool so did you have to like fess up to your parents that you wanted to be an actor yeah okay <laughs> yeah so my my dad he he's a one he's amazing yeah. he he supports me throughout anything like mm -hmm. if i wanted to be the best janitor ever he'd be like all right we're sending the best janitor school right. of all time <laughs> yeah like you will be the best janitor like he just that supportive yeah um my mom on the other hand still supportive mm -hmm. not like she's like bad or anything mm -hmm. but she does have like a certain vision for someone, right? Mm -hmm. So in my case, because I love to argue, she was like lawyer or you <laughs> I've know, been told lawyer as well for my parents, <laughs> right? Classic, classic. Because yeah. you, you yeah. shut up, Sebastian. <laughs> you're seven and you're arguing me. Exactly. No, yeah. yeah. Right. So lawyer, businessman, mm -hmm. you know, and it was kind of that pressure of just like, do do I listen to my parents? Do I? And, and, and even then, it's like that's muddled between like the whole history thing that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Right. Was a lot so. of that a cultural thing? For my dad, so... Because um, I don't really know anything about Chilean culture, yeah. but I know that there are cultures, uh, you know, just in the world that, like, there's a lot of pressure on upcoming generations to hold, uh, quote-unquote, like, respected jobs and careers and stuff like that. So, like, was that part yeah. of it, or was that less of a thing in Chilean culture? Oh, no, it's definitely a thing. Yeah, so, okay. So my parents are kind of like the outlier. I mean, they've always been the black sheep of their own families, okay. but especially in Chile, it's a very classist thing. It's a mm. very, um, like, prestige kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, like, doctor, architect, professor mm -hmm. of something, Yeah. that's, like, creme de la creme. Academia like, is, like, acad held really highly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but e even then, it's, like, certain academia. It's, like, what mm. do you teach? If you're just a teacher, it's, like, meh. If you're, if you're you know, a professor but of, like, say, law, oh, right. oh you are, like, yeah. you're, at a, you're, you're in the stratosphere, right. Chilean society-wise. It's very classist, unfortunately. Mm, okay. Uh, my dad's personal experience with that was he wanted to be an engineer. He is an engineer, but his mom really wanted him to be a doctor, so mm. much so that he got kicked out of his own home. Oh, wow. Yeah. So for him, like, he was never going to be the type of parent to be like, you're going to do this or, you know, because he... Wanted he... to break the cycle. Yeah, 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 yeah. In his own way, without without yeah. really saying it, you know? Yeah. Which, as an out, like, you know, uh, as I've said multiple times on this podcast, uh, I'm a white boy. Um, as an outsider, I feel like it all comes from a place of wanting your child to have a safe and prosperous future yeah you know like yeah. i think i think that's at the root of it everyone I, like everyone has the want to make their parents proud so i don't think any of that comes from like bad uh intentions yeah you know it's not bad to want your kid to be a doctor <laughs> you know what i mean yeah but, it's just it's bad when you like forcibly yeah, like yeah. to it's the like point the delivery you, of it yeah 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 because my dad was like i love my parents but 
I want to be an engineer. Like even then, engineers like yeah, so a good exactly. job. That, that's that's yeah. a weird thing. But right. the 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 mother, his mother, just was obsessed with yeah. him becoming that. So for him personally, he was like, I'm never gonna do that to my kid. You know. Yeah. Uh, as for my mom, she grew up in Australia, and she kind of knew what she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But even then, her dad was like, No, you're you're you know. So she became an economist. Like she studied. Like, oh wow. Like economic theory and everything Man. and she's you done got nothing some smart parents <laughs> no my, my no my mom my dad that's, my aunts wow. like honestly my whole my i like not to be like you know donald trump that's like oh yeah i have a long line of just right just yeah. like everyone's smart right so smart i my look trump i have a cousin right or he <laughs> yeah. just said something about that a while right. ago but um yeah no no like i i like to think that my family in mm-hmm. general are very intelligent it's yeah. just being brave enough to like at the end of the day it's like being brave enough to go for what you want yeah you know Going back, just like I had acting and I had a little bit of history, although diminished. Yeah. And then my parent, my mom was like, lawyer or mm. businessman or no, no, no. And we had a talk. We had a sit down talk. It was my junior year. I remember this uh, vividly. We sat down in the, like, the family couch mm-hmm. in the living room. Yeah. And it was like, Sebastian, what do you want to do with your life? Come to Jesus meeting. Yeah. Everyone's pretty, had them. Yeah. No, <laughs> and it sucks because like you're a junior in high school. <laughs> right. I've talked about this so many times, but like, what a question to ask a sixteen-year-old. Like, what the actual heck? Like, I, dude, I don't even know who I am. Right. I'm emerging out of my cocoon. Right. I'm like just, just yeah. about to like the soar. The lights like filtering in. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, okay, what do you want to do with your life right now? I, like, decide tonight. Yeah. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah. So. So how did it go? How did that conversation go? Um, I I think it went well, but at the same time, it was like. I felt like pressured to make a decision. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. not not that they did it on purpose, like it wasn't their intent. But it's but... like it's pressure from everything. Yeah. It's like the world puts that pressure yeah, on. Yeah, parents, you. it's yeah. the schools, it's like, yeah. oh, we're gonna go to college. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Were right? they blindsided by the desire to be an actor? Um, they kinda saw it coming. Okay. Kind of. Um, because like again, I've been doing theater mm-hmm. at this point for three years now. Um you know, improv, and I think it was, no, I wasn't an improv officer at that time, but I was going to be my senior year. So definitely, like, acting and improv was definitely in my life. So it's like, oh, Sebastian has a talent for it, yeah. and he's good at it, and he's funny, and da da yeah. da And It's not like you didn't tell him about improv, and then one day you're like, by the way. Yeah, mom, dad, <laughs> yeah. I'm an improviser. <gasps> what have we done wrong? Yeah, we got to send him to rehab. God, no. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. No. Yeah. No, so they, they kind of, like, hinted. They, they're not hinted. They definitely like knew what where my mind was at. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like acting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Question mark? Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if I'm setting up for, for what I'm going to talk about later, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like selling yourself the lie in a way of like, yes, I want to do acting. Right. Right. Acting. Yeah. It's like you still have a question mark, but you also have a period at the end, too. So it's yeah, like, exactly. I don't really know. Yeah. Yes, and. Yes, yes. Like, nope, but yes. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, so fast forward. So now you're at SCAD. Did you just yeah. like find out about SCAD? I mean, living in Atlanta, there's an Atlanta campus. So you just, yes. did you kind of know about it? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm SCAD visited my high school, but also just like, yeah, th- that's been a name that's been floating. Right. I, I was thinking about going to UCLA yeah. or SCAD or... Um, my dad was like Cornell for acting. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Holy crap. Maybe, maybe pass on that. <laughs> maybe, maybe like Cornell if, Junior College. Right now. What if like I didn't do that? <laughs> How about? I mean, no, honestly, like that'd be dope. Of course, like yeah. Ivy League school education. Yeah. But like also, oh, wow, yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. What? Be a hard four years. Yeah. So yeah. there was other programs too locally. Uh, University of North Georgia has a program. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the thing is called GTA, but it's literally Gainesville Theater Alliance. Nice. And I didn't like that vibe either. I yeah. I kind of what I wanted to gravitate towards is like getting the heck out of Dodge. Like I right. don't want to stay in Forsyth. I don't want to stay in that North Georgia outside the perimeter yeah. metro Atlanta. I mean Atlanta's dope, but like yeah. Into like in the perimeter, it's fun because it's developed. But like outside the perimeter, it, there's ITP and OTP, right? Right. And for for all my Atlanta bros out mm-hmm. there, they they understand and right. sisters. We don't discriminate. Um, basically, I, I was so done with that culture. It was very conservative, right. very boring, safe, settling, like this whole thing. So I was like, I'm not going to UNG. I'm either going to scatter UCLA. But then okay. I did Rising Star. Gotcha. Um, and then I was like hooked. I they yeah. it was a little bit of a hit, and then yeah. I was like, oh, sh- I'm I'm addicted. No, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I'm addicted. No. Yeah. I'm exactly. In. Yeah. So fast forward, like you're you're doing performing arts. We met. We had that improv class together. Yes, we did. Yeah. With okay. Mr. So we had Stork. Yeah. Gosh. I really, really want to interview him. Yeah, no. Professor Stork is. I just want to watch. Amazing. Yeah. He's just, in the corner yeah, there, exactly. creepily, just like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He is such a fantastic professor. He's the improv professor here at SCAD. And we had that improv class together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've i always been a film major, but at that point I was like toying with swapping to performing arts because I had the adrenaline rush of uh, of film, but I never made the... It's a drug. Yeah, yeah, it totally is. It totally is. Like the, the feeling of being on stage yeah. and saying something and people laughing, hard to be beat. That is a, a, an incredibly unique experience, no matter how big the audience is. You know, yeah. so I was just like on that high, but... You actually ended up making the switch. Yeah. So, like, I remember when you texted me, you were like, I think I'm going to be a film major. And I was like, whoa, what? Yeah. (laughs) Which, like, because they're, like, going from photo to film is, like, less of a switch. Because you're learning about the process of, like, using a camera and how to tell a story with images and stuff like that. But going from performing arts to film, it's like you're, you're jumping the side of the camera that you want to be on when did you start having the 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 droplets of that idea of making that huge switch because that's like a big deal to especially like at the time when you made it like in the middle of your you know college career yeah no it's it's crazy um like i said earlier you're selling yourself the lie yeah i wasn't if i'm being honest a hundred percent like yeah. I was more committed towards improv than I was acting, if that makes sense. I was like improv, improv, improv. Like that was my thing. Yeah. And just so and happened, they're, they're not synonymous, so they're that not makes sense. Yeah. two different like vibes, yeah. cultures, mm-hmm. kind of like history, lore. They're again, they're very connected. Yeah. But again, it's like it's like the UK and the US. Like they're connected, but there's mm-hmm. they're their own personalities. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Same language, everything, but right. again, different mechanisms yeah. and little things or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. I was always kind of like skeptical of like my my not maybe not of my abilities but of like my commitment to acting. Mm. I was like this is really fun but is this what I really want? And th- yeah. that question popped up like end of freshman year. But I kept it at bay. I was like, you know what? You're just you took your first acting class. It's a scary so question never... to answer no matter what the major or career path is related to. Yeah, because it, it's I mean, it's not like it's not like whether I wanted to go to Burger King or McDonald's. <laughs> it's like, what do I want to do with my freaking life? Yeah. Again, like the come to Jesus meeting. <laughs> yeah. I it's... think no matter how old you are, that will always be a big question. Oh, man. Like, you know? Who are you? What are you right. doing here? What yeah. do you want to do with life? Exactly. Like, what? Yeah. Nah, that's that's crazy. So I was kind of in denial sophomore mm. year. I would I remember distinctly 
and vividly just like looking at the syllabus or my sorry not the syllabus um what is it like the the course requirements course description. to gra- do, no, well to graduate you know what's it called the, uh, the, the my, SCAD pro advisor SCAD thing. pro advisor thing yeah SCAD pro advisor is like a way on the back end for students to see like what we need to graduate and stuff like that what classes you need to take how yeah. you can plan it you know yeah. the whole thing and yeah. I looked at it and there was like half the classes there I was like I don't want to take it yeah. period acting dope but not my not my cup of tea um right. auditions oh god I hate auditions <laughs> which is like you know the most important thing about acting yeah. is auditioning because you can be the best actor in the world if you don't audition but if you don't audition no one's gonna know no one's gonna know I mean there's also a bunch of other factors right. but you know yeah. uh, right it's like oh you're you're too tall you're too skinny yeah, exactly. you're just a shade too brown yeah um could you be whiter? No. Yeah. Um, I didn't look forward to a lot of my classes. The only classes really I looked forward to were the basic acting classes, advanced acting classes, of course, too. Mm-hmm. So it was around that time, it was junior year, like a week prior, I've been trying to prepare for... Alva Tyler is a professor here at SCAD. Mm-hmm. She does. She focuses on monologue stuff. She worked for Tyler Perry Studios, I believe. Right? Yeah, and she. I think so. And she or just CBS. got here recently. Yeah, like a couple years ago. Yeah, I was. I was going to take her class. It was basically auditioning, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just monologues, monologues, monologues. Yeah. So I just tried to find monologues online, and mm-hmm. I was trying to memorize these monologues, like one contemporary, one da da da. And I was like, I hate this. Mm-hmm. I hate this. And at that point in my life, I've been battling. You know. Uh, I mean, my whole life I've been battling anxiety mm-hmm. in general, and then later on depression. My my f- spring quarter of freshman year. So coupled with that, mm-hmm. career anxiety, yeah. life anxiety, uh, life depression. You know, career depression because you know it's like you're anxious about it, then you're emotionally exhausted, and then yeah. you're like you know it's a vicious, vicious cycle. Yeah. At that point, I was anxious as heck. I couldn't sleep. I just wanted to stay in my room forever. You know that kind of thing. And it was just like you know what. Like again, week one of junior year, like Monday, um, I was oh, like, "Yeah, I remember that. I remember it being super, super, super early." Yeah, it was the first day of classes. I had yeah. three classes in one day on Tuesday. That's why I didn't have any classes on oh, Monday. So I yeah. spent that whole Monday just studying monologues and just yeah. prepping, right? Um, and then I was like, "I can't do it anymore. I can't fake it. I can't say yeah. yes. I want to be an actor. Yeah. Like I cannot do it anymore." So, well, funny enough too. Like major credit to these two people I'm about to say. Um, so I was an RA, a resident assistant right. for two years. Yeah. So my junior year, I was assigned a different staff compared to my sophomore year. And I worked with a, a lovely, lovely, lovely human being named Leanne Myers. She's the RD, but now she's a higher up position now, mm-hmm. the Res Life ladder. But she was my RD, my boss, my mm-hmm. boss boss for the year mm-hmm. at F&G, Flower and Garden at the Hive. And she had a, like a deputy sort of mm-hmm. kind of thing. Uh, she's called. They're called the community assistant, and they're basically like the RAs for the RAs because RAs yeah. like check up on the students or sorry residents, and they're like, "Yo, are you okay? Are you following laws? Here's a program." Blah, blah, blah. CAs are same concept, less programs and stuff, but same concept basically, mm-hmm. just with RAs. And um, I talked to her or I talked to them both. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ariana Arwady was the CA. Mm-hmm. Ar- uh, Ariana and Leanne constantly about this like battle in my mind of do I continue acting do i do i switch continue switch continue mm-hmm. switch right i i actually talked to ariana she was the first person i told like i can't do this anymore mm-hmm. i cannot lie to myself yeah and she was like i know you're lying to yourself like she's like leanne and ariana they read people like you know like a book yeah, just like a book, easy yeah. easy <laughs> x-ray vision superman kind of stuff and um you know i talked to ariana for like an hour and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to switch. Because basically the whole dilemma was like, do I switch? Do I jump off the boat metaphorically? Yeah. Do I do I take that leap, right? After I, just knowing this for so long because it's mm-hmm. so familiar to me. 
um, is real. It's realizing when that thing that you're doing is not your passion. That's the biggest yeah. like like slap in the face. Totally, and something you gotta uh, and confronting come to terms that with. realization as well. Yes. Yeah, oh, it's exactly. freaking terrified. Yeah. I lied to myself for. I mean, if you want to go. All the way. I lied to myself since what junior year of high of high school. Yeah. If you want to consider just college wise, I just lied to myself since sophomore year. Yeah. Because it kind of like peaked sophomore year. I was right. like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. No, 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 Sebastian. What are you doing? Right. You want to do this? So yeah. why was film the pivot? So um, it was a it was a bit of two things. Like one, writing. I always wrote as a kid. Mm-hmm. I used to write just stories and stuff for myself. I was too shy to show anyone. I would only show maybe my parents. Yeah. Maybe. Um, just stories and stuff, and there was there was this website. It, it still exists. I don't write there anymore, but basically, it's gonna sound hella nerdy, but basically, it's called uh, nationstates.net, and basically, you create your own country. I've heard then, about this. Yep. Yeah. So you create your own country, and there's like a game mechanic in the actual website, but yeah. there's also forums, and there you can start like role playing your nation, right? Like you got elections, you got the World Cup, this whole thing going on. And I just wrote stories about like my nation. And I, at first I was a crap writer. I was like, and then I deleted my nation. Yeah. And then I did another one, mm. still crap, yeah. deleted. It was, this was like late middle school, early high school. Mm. And then finally I reached a breakthrough. I was like, oh, I love what I'm writing. And I, I would just constantly write. I wouldn't do schoolwork. I would write just these stories and narratives and stuff. And at first it was very general, just like, oh, game happened, game lost. Because I, I really like love I love soccer a lot. So yeah. there's like a role play, like World Cup thing. It's like, it's a whole complicated process, but mm. the TLDR, there's like a simulator thing that you can do to simulate matches or whatever. It's really, really cool, mm-hmm. really nerdy. But um, basically there's like a narrative you can create. And I realized, oh, I can create this whole narrative. And eventually it turned into like this kind of a collaborative, like multiple writer kind of like grand mm-hmm. narrative. We had this whole like war thing, this whole like politics thing. I thought it was so dope. So I, I wrote like a lot and mm-hmm. I kind of gravitated towards that now. Should I have been a dramatic writer? Who knows? But at the same, oh, go ahead. Well, sorry, I'm just thinking. <laughs> no, no, go. It sounds like that's the first connection between performing arts and history that you made. Yeah. It's like you were creating your own history in a way yeah you know yeah 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 no exactly no that's, about that. that's no that's brilliant no that, that's i think that's really the common thread there yeah. um because What's the storytelling aspect yeah, yeah. I, at the at the basis of it i wanted to tell um stories like mm. i one thing that i find uh, what i found so liberating about improv was the fact that you control the story yeah Obviously, you weren't the type of guy that was like, okay, no to your suggestion, but yes to mine. Like, right, but, then you're not doing improv. No, you're not doing improv. <laughs> you're you're being a, a mean, a meanie. A meanie, beanie, meanie. A meanie, beanie, meanie. <laughs> but yeah, no. So it was very liberating to make those stories, right? And in conjunction, making my writing my own little things. Yeah. Yeah, and film just kind of like fit what I wanted. Like I acting, you don't really get to tell a story. I mean, obviously you do. That's, that's my th- thing, man. Like that's that's one of the reasons why I didn't make the change because like as an actor, you're you're like a a tool for the story and you can obviously have your own influence. Like yeah. I've, I've talked to many actors. Yeah, I've worked with actors like obviously if you were to to write a role, two actors would do it completely differently and that can change the story completely. Yeah. But like the, the <laughs> in the, the few times that I've acted, Maybe it's actually, it's definitely my arrogance and my ego coming through, but I'll like see the DP doing something and I'm like, oh, I've got a really good idea for this shot. I just wish I could suggest it, but I can't because I'm the actor. But like it's, as an actor, you have a smaller part, obviously, in the crafting of the story than you do as like a, 
as a writer director. So I totally relate to that. Yeah. So yeah, and that's really why I I gravitated towards film because mm-hmm. it's like you can you have so much more freedom creatively. Yeah. And honestly, like between monologues, which I hate, and auditions, mm-hmm. which I hate, the other big thing was that you're constantly unemployed <laughs> as <laughs> as an actor. You're only as relevant as your last role. And that oh, freaking true. terrifies yeah. me. I like a little bit of stability. I like yeah. a little bit of... I've know, heard it's nice. Yeah, you know, it, it sounds really I've heard great. income is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reviews are in. <laughs> so making that jump, you get into film, and then was it like you, you take Film 100, which is the first uh, film film class that you take in the film program here. Yeah. Was it everything you hoped it would be? It's funny. I took Film 100 while I was still performing arts. Oh, I took okay. it my spring quarter of my sophomore year as okay. kind of like a... I have a free elective. Right. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, slash I wanted a minor in film? Yeah, yeah. And that's when I directed like my first quote-unquote film. <laughs> hey, dude, don't... Uh- <laughs> uh, don't put it down, man. Raise We've it up. All, raise it up. My right? first film was three minutes long, no dialogue. Oh, that's it took a week to make. <laughs> so do not never like downplay your stuff. That's true. No, no. Everyone like, starts somewhere. Yeah, right, right. Start but what was small. it like directing but your first thing? It was really cool. I, As again, a not committed film major yet. No idea what I was doing. <laughs> in, in all honesty, like all the rules that you hear from like the professors, like, you know, do this, you know, yeah. know your director's book, your vision, no, 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 vision work, blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, I know how to act, and as an actor, I hated hearing when directors were like, just act, you know, sad. Just be oh, like, yeah. I experienced not only act uh, directors like that in, here at SCAD, but also like back in high school. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, literally, I remember my um, my theater director just telling this poor girl, <laughs> like, she's on stage doing her thing, and then he stops it, and he's like, can you just act? <laughs> like, that was his note. And I was like, oh, man, holy not, crap. Not that's, the note. Not the note to give. No. In my humble opinion. <laughs> no. So I knew from instinctually that like I cannot give that type of notes because I yeah. hate that. So I, I kind of like, again, I didn't know anything. But at the same time, right. what I did know was that actors cannot be treated like cattle or cannot be treated like something that's like, okay, uh, I just want you to. Just squint your eyes and just be melancholy. Yeah. Because you're you're giving them um what's the phrase they always say? You're giving them the the end goal, but you, yeah. you're not giving them the path to get there. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's that's that's there's definitely a, a phrase that's like more succinct than <laughs> right? that, but it's that's the, the tip idea. Of my tongue, but yes. You don't say like be sad. You say play it as if like this person is about to break up with you or something. Yeah. You know? right. And then that gets them to that, that to that uh, point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So when I did my first like directing thingy, I try my best to be cognizant of that. But yeah. at the same time, while that directing the actors was like my strength, my biggest weaknesses was the technical aspects of film, like the camera, what to shoot, why to shoot, lighting, yeah. that kind of thing. I was That's very interesting that. because I think it's typically the other way around. Yeah. Because I think it totally was for me, like the the focus starting out is all like, how do I make it look cool? You know, because you're focusing on the technical downfalls of this like cheap equipment that you can, af- like the only stuff you can afford, this DSLR that you can afford to shoot your summer film on, which is what I was doing. Yeah. That like the acting is like the last thought, you know? So I think it's interesting that yours was like the other way around because it is varies person to person, but I think it's so much harder to learn how to talk to actors than to learn like, what you want it to look like at least it was for me because the thing about actors is that they're all very different and they can respond totally differently and you have to treat them like 
you have to treat them with a lot of respect and you also have to give them room to do their thing. And you also like, you don't have to coddle them, but you do have to take care of an actor on set because it's a very vulnerable thing to yeah. have a camera and lights and sound pointed at you. While you do something like emotional. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. I think it's interesting that you went the other way around. Yeah, because I—I'll be honest. I'm still trying to understand the technical concepts in film. Like yeah. I, I get bits and pieces. Right. I get, but my biggest struggle as a wannabe filmmaker it, is that really. It's just—it's yeah. trying to understand the technicals because honestly, I've never been a technical person. Right. Um, I mean, that's why I'm not an engineer like my dad or like yeah. my granddad. Right. Yeah. I'm very much kind of like the emotional kind of the storytelling kind of the art part of of anything like mm-hmm. even when i talk about politics and stuff or history yes i get to the technicals you know political theory and yeah. all that stuff but what really gets me going is just talking about the actual ideas of mm-hmm. what can constitute as positive change right yeah. so that's like again i'm very much more of like the apps not the abstract well i don't know i'm very much more of the like the creative kind of mm-hmm. like edge as opposed to the technical so yeah. i'm very much ignorant on that and i was so on that first thing i directed because i just told the, the the dp like dude uh do what you want to do yeah I, i'll just direct the actors right. you know and the thing about the technicals i mean i'm this goes to everything but like the technicals are infinite you know yeah. <laughs> like it can get super specific yeah forever you know you obviously need to have a general understanding of how a camera works but you don't necessarily need to know why the red helium sensor is different than the red whatever sensor. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, you just spoke a foreign language to me. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Honestly, I, all I know is that those are just like different camera sensors. But like it's, it's other people's jobs to know like why one might be better yeah. than the other. But starting out, like all the weight is on your sh- shoulders. So you obviously try to learn as much as you can. Yeah. You know, so were you proud of the final product? Actually, I mean, as much as like, I just like kind of like right. shat on myself. Yeah. In all honesty, I actually was. I mean, yeah. it was basically supposed to be like a little like horror, jokesy, mm-hmm. like comedy horror kind of film. Okay. Um, the editing was great. Nice. Um, and everything. And that it, will make or break a film. Oh God, yeah. No, yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Edgar Wright, and oh, yeah. literally totally. the reason why his films are amazing. Yeah. I mean, obviously the characters and the writing, yeah. the premises, but also the editing. You the can't editing. have an Edgar Wright film without the editing. No, style. Yeah, the Edgar absolutely. Wright film lives and breathes through yeah. the edit. I mean, I can just go off about that forever. Yeah, totally. But but yeah, so I definitely I get what you're saying. And again, like the final product was I mean, it was a seven minute kind of like short. It, okay, the lighting nice. was bad. But that yeah. was the it worked out. Like that was the yeah. aesthetic because yeah, totally. it was it was like um a news reporter and his cameraman and then his rest of his like little crew are doing a report on mm-hmm. like werewolves or no wolves that might have had radioactive waste and then the werewolf right mm-hmm. and the werewolf doesn't really appear till the end or whatever yeah so it was a whole like kind of sort of mockumentary sort of okay. like Blair not Blair Witch but you know what I'm saying yeah, like yeah. that kind of like realist kind of like yeah. purposely sh- shitty yeah. <laughs> right yeah, looking totally. film right totally. it all worked out and it's actually I watch it once in a while I'm like I'm smiling I'm like, it's yeah cute. yeah it's yeah cute. it's nice to be like nostalgic about that yeah. about like your your first movie and stuff yeah what was the biggest problem that you faced on set that you thought I have absolutely no idea how to solve this. I think it's a tie between these two. One mm-hmm. was the again technical aspect yeah. because like 
you're telling me all this stuff about camera gain, ISO, like, right. you know, all this jargon. And then you have like the mic, right? The guys mm -hmm. doing the mic is like, okay, well, there's this, that, mm -hmm. and you know, the sound. We're blah, getting blah, blah. feedback. We're getting stuff. feedback. And I'm like, what is dude, feedback? I'm just directing the actors here. Right. That's my job. Again, me not knowing anything. I was like, <laughs> my job as the director yeah. is to focus on the actors. Yeah, bring me my grapes. Yeah, right? Well, I, I, I wasn't even that pompous. I was like, oh, what no, can I course. do for you, right? Yeah, no. it's all right. Yeah. No, 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 I know. Um, but um, that, that that was a big struggle. And the second thing was like, what are your limitations to what you can do in film? Mm -hmm. You know, because like when you do improv, for example, it's like the world's your freaking oyster. Yeah. Like, I don't have to have a can right. of soda in my hand, yeah. but I can mime it. I can yeah. uh, play it. I can um, use space work and, you know, object work and all mm -hmm. that lovely stuff. But when it comes to film, it's yeah. like... It's like you didn't know the realm of possibilities. Yeah. 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 It's suddenly you have to be real, but not real. It's 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 such yeah. a like contradictory thing because it's like you have to create the illusion, but you also got to be a little bit real, but you also got to be fake, right. but not fake, but truthful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's this whole like thing that again, coming from the improv background, was like totally foreign to me, and I was like, yeah. yo, this is wild. And what I cannot film here because of this. Exactly. Of yeah, and it's one of those things that it can't be taught. Like no. you can sit in a lecture and you can be lectured about how to direct a movie for a year straight, but then the second you get on set you're going to encounter things that you wouldn't even think to research how to fix, like problems yeah. like that you need to know how to solve like that. So it's that live experience that is the most harrowing, but also teaches you the most and I think yeah. makes you like such a big, uh, just a better filmmaker in general. But yeah. when you were starting on that first film and films that you've made afterwards, what is something that you learned in performing arts slash improv that you carried over to film with you? Kind of like you were saying earlier, just how I interact with actors. Oh, it, yeah. I guess you're already answering that question. Right? No, no, no. But, yeah. but I mean, I can go further than that. It's yeah. literally just about the end of the day. And uh, Jesse Wolf, a professor here at SCAD, mm -hmm. who I just freaking adore. Um, he's amazing. Mm -hmm. He says it's so easy to turn on a camera, to turn off a camera. It's so easy relatively right to to adjust all these technical things but you're talking to a human being yeah when you're with an actor and for me that comes so naturally because again i was an actor and i have mm. that type of personality that is i like to think so right uh but i do have that personality that's like very like you know outgoing and friendly and stuff and so i can interact with people in a positive way yeah and it just again it comes so naturally to me so speaking at the the common language with actors so easy transition because mm -hmm. I get it I get your fears I get your understanding yeah. your 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 doubts it's like right I don't want to direct you get the pressure yeah. yeah the pressure and I get like mm -hmm. what frustrates us actors you know yeah oh I hate it when a director you know like I said earlier mm -hmm. says act sad right right so it's like you got you're carrying that with you mm-hmm yeah gotcha um we're gonna graduate soon which is scary. Yeah, it's super scary. Frightening. Uh, you know, who knows what the future is going to look like? But what's the Sebastian Cadiz dream? It's it's really funny. As as I gone through the whole like film process last year, learning so much because I dabbled my hand into producing, I dabbled my hand into directing, I dabbled my hand into various crew positions yeah. here and there. I love to do more, but obviously for what I did, I did dabble here and there. I, I realized that one, I don't want to do anything involving like big Hollywood stuff. Hmm, okay. Firstly, I, I I I don't enjoy the politics. I don't yeah. enjoy the 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 begging for money. I don't enjoy 
in a way, I'm sort of like a control freak in the sense of like artistic <laughs> vision. Like, I mean, I, I'm obviously open for suggestions, criticisms, right. you know. But to but, do that on that big scale, you have to be huge. Yeah. And, and but also you have to compromise so much. Because yeah. I just, uh, again, mess, uh, mentioning my, my boy Jesse Wolf, Professor Wolf, right? He said that like with big doing Hollywood commercials or whatever, yeah. films or whatever, you might have to add like, <laughs> like this is an example he said today. For Britney Spears songs, because we're adding Britney Spears to the soundtrack, and you have to add that somehow to your film, even yeah. it has nothing to do with your film. Yep. To me, that's disgusting. Like, yeah. no, 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 nothing wrong with Britney Spears, but right. like, if I'm making, I don't know, something, uh, a period or yeah. or a, uh, you know, an intense, you know, drama. drama. Wow, that was cute. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, why would I want Britney Spears? Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I kind of realized that I don't want that kind of like life for me. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I realized, unfortunately, with being an independent filmmaker, it's kind of like you're marooned off your own island. Yeah. And also, too, I'm still kind of discovering. Of course. You know, because yeah. I just recently switched. I'm only like a, a year old film major. You know, I'm baby <laughs> yeah. still. I don't know how yeah. to speak. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I know what I want. I want to direct and write. Okay. And I know that my focus might not be so much on the Hollywood kind of scale film, but mm -hmm. probably more of a social film, like one that deals with social issues, deal with societal issues, deals right. with political themes and stuff. Yeah. But also documentaries. Again, dive into that same thing because mm -hmm. um, going back to like my own background, history, politics was something that was always in, I was into. Mm -hmm. And why not use my platform as a filmmaker to, you know, do it, to do, yeah, to, to, totally. To talk about these political issues, talk about these societal yeah. issues, talk mm -hmm. about these historical issues, but, mm -hmm. you know, on a on a camera, you know, yeah. like it can be a very powerful medium. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So I think that's where to answer your question, though, mm -hmm. um, I see myself doing something something I feel like matters. Because don't get me wrong, the Avengers they're dope. Okay, I enjoy them. I I, I love Star Wars. Right. But yes, they they do have their own meanings. Not to trash them at all, but at the same they have time, they're they're kind of more of a vehicle of entertainment mm -hmm. as opposed to making someone think, changing their mind or educating them. Obviously, yeah. there's themes that they have not of to course. discredit them. But right. at the same time, it, I feel like, especially in today's political climate, I think even though everyone's like, oh, I'm so tired of politics, mm -hmm. we still got to talk about this because it affects right. us today. You know, And I feel like it'd be my irresponsibility as like a filmmaker to just be like, all right, I'm gonna do a cowboy western, just right. to, you know, to distract you, to you know, get you out of. The, I mean, which is valid because mm. we all love to be in the fantasy. Yeah. But I don't want to do that. I want mm. to be more of the type that's like, okay, I'm gonna put you right back in, and mm. I might, it might suck, it might be funny, it might might be serious, it might be whatever. But I want to yeah. like, go for that, you know. Yeah. Well, something that's really exciting about your immediate future is that literally. Just yesterday, from the day that we're recording this, you passed the citizenship exam. Yes, sir. Which yes. is crazy. Yes. It's so awesome. Yeah. That's like so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just man, so yeah. cool. Yeah. I really, really love that for no, you. No, thank you. And it's it's wild because, I mean, growing up here, I mean, in general, as an immigrant, your, your heart is kind of like, for, will forever be in two. Like you yeah. have one part of your heart where you were born, but then the other part of where you grew up, where mm -hmm. you're you're currently staying. And for me, it was like, I mean, I was already a Chilean citizen. Um, yeah. already an Australian citizen because I'm in so Australia. You, so you, will you have like 
dual slash triple citizenship? Yeah, that's allowed. Oh, wow. Funny enough, I didn't know that, but it, I found hmm. out out like the day of my test that like yeah. no one, my dad told me this, but apparently yeah. you you can have as long as like okay. you're not doing anything nefarious or weird. Yeah, like totally. you're more than welcome. The more hmm. the merrier. But wow. um, I'm super thank you super excited and happy for you and another exciting thing that is coming out from you yes. is that you are releasing a podcast soon yes i am give us give us a quick little spiel okay so the name of it is who gave seb the mic mm-hmm. because we really are asking who yeah. allowed this to happen yeah. why do i have a platform so right. uh but basically it's going to be a mixture of interviews and just solo episodes and basically what I'm going to do is just talk about everything and anything. I feel like mm-hmm. that isn't talked about enough in society or mm-hmm. in social media or in general. Yeah. Um, I plan to interview like all sorts of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I plan to interview you, oh, of wow. course. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, no, but no, seriously. No, I, I plan <laughs> I plan to interview like a, a crap ton of people about any topic, like yeah. be it about like your state of Mississippi. That's something yep. I've, I was just keen on interviewing you about. But I'm really excited. Also interviewing people about like their major. So interior design, yeah. you know, like again, having that kind of variety of talking mm-hmm. about literally anything. Like my, my biggest, um, my biggest thing I'm like really, really excited about is there's a gentleman that, uh, claims he's the first Indian to live in Savannah. He said he moved in the seventies and mm. he said this in like in my, I work at a restaurant as a waiter. So it was one of the very first days that it opened and the restaurant itself is Nepalese. So kind mm. of like, you know, similar vein. And yeah. this gentleman just walked in. He was like, he just claimed, he's like, I'm the first Indian in Savannah. And I was just like, that sounds like a very Savannah story. Right. And I was just like, yo, I want to interview yeah. you right now. So like, I, you know, and that kind of, again, that spurs the inspiration yeah. and stuff, but yeah. So talk about everything and anything yeah. and nothing at all yeah. and have guests and not have guests yeah. and just, you know, express myself yeah. and let other people express themselves. Do you have a release date? Not officially yet, okay. but it's going to be mid-September. Okay. Uh, so, like, I don't have a specific date, but I do have, like, a roundabout date. Um, soon. Soon. Pretty very, soon. Yeah, pretty soon. soon. Um, yeah. yeah, I got the logo done. I'm just mm-hmm. working on a little bit of an intro song thing. With oh, my cool. Friend. Yeah. Nice. My friend, uh, he's a producer, so he got me covered there, which is dope. Nice. Um, so I'm just working on the final kinks and stuff, yeah. and I'm making my final scripts, my final mm-hmm. things, and then... Just hit the hit the ground running. Do awesome. an episode every week. Um, I'll be on Spotify, um, Apple Music. I did the the free one, the Anchor. Anchor, okay, yeah, nice. That yeah, that was the podcast distributing service yeah, that I chose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be on Spotify for yeah. sure. It'll be on everything. Um, yeah, it's so, easy to submit to places. So exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, we're super excited to see it, and yes. I've said it many times. I'll say it again. Congrats on the citizenship thing. I know you've been trying for that for a long time and I know it was like super important to you. So many congrats. And like, I'm so glad that film is like working out. Yeah. And I I appreciate you coming on because I think it's important to hear the perspective of like questioning what you want to do and then trying something out and it actually working. Like I've interviewed a lot of people who were like, I've known I've wanted to be a filmmaker since the day I was born and it has never changed. But like I was telling you on the way over here, like, I think that's so interesting to me that you were full-fledged one thing and then you've switched and, you know, as it always does, it worked out. So I really appreciate you getting that perspective and I I hope people listening can, you know, relate to that somehow. But um, links to everything that you're working on will be in the description. Uh, Brilliant. Once your podcast comes out, I'll like update the description and put the link in uh, if you're listening to this in like two weeks or whatever it is. Also, 
Uh, before we wrap out, if you go to iTunes and give our podcast a rating and a review, I will send you a Tungsten Originals logo sticker and a drawing of your toys. Ooh. And they're going to be bad drawings. So that's the idea. Oh, that's the best type of drawing. <laughs> exactly. I love me a bad drawing. Um, so I've seen people leave reviews, but like I, on my end... I only see what you leave, so I don't like get people's addresses. So like, you gotta send me your address if you want to get the sticker, because <laughs> I don't know who's doing what. Because you can set like a nickname; you don't have to put your actual name. Please like DM either the Tungsten account or my account on Instagram. Links to all that are in the description. Um, and we've got some exciting podcast announcements that are that are coming soon. So Hell good yes. looking out for those. Um, Sebastian, this was super duper fun. Yes, and it was. we should definitely like have a follow up once like you're. Uh, you know, farther along and like once you've grown, you know, yeah, I'm really yeah, excited yeah, about it. Yeah. Not that you haven't grown. But no, I'm still you, baby. Remember, still baby. I don't speak. Once you become boss, baby, we'll have to sit down. Oh, with you. Dude, can I wait to be Alec Baldwin? <laughs> well, Sebastian, thank you again. Thank and you. thanks everybody for listening. Yeah, thank you. Bye bye.